Welcome to Texans All Access. We are brought to you in part by Daikin. Hey, Texans fans, get a home field advantage this summer with Daikin Air Intelligence Tips you can use to beat the heat in your home. Learn how to lower your energy costs, reclaim your outdoor space, and breathe easier by improving your indoor air quality. It's all part of Daikin's Air Intelligence, and you can learn all about it by visiting daikinloveshouston.com. As one of Houston's largest employers, Daikin is doing big things for your fellow Texans. Check out their outstanding limited warranties and financing options at your local dealer today. Now back to the show. Here's the snap. Looking. Flips the ball. Diving for the pylon. And he's got it. Razzle dazzle. Touchdown, Houston. And the Texans go in front. Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it, and they do. Now, it's Texans All Access. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome in to a Friday edition of Texans All Access. I am your host, John Harris, football analyst and sideline reporter, and we are, as we do this show, in most cases, because we play on Sunday, we are less than 48 hours away from playing the Tennessee Titans, oh, nay, nay, the 4-0 Tennessee Titans in a battle of old Houston versus new Houston in Nashville, Tennessee. Kickoff is noon. I believe, I believe Tennessee is central time, so noon local, noon Houston, time to get it on. And I know a lot of you have been listening all week, been reading all week. Titans, 4-0, best quarterback in the division, Ryan Tannehill, best situation he's in. Jonu Smith is one of the great tight ends in the league. Derrick Henry is obviously the king. That offensive line, Taylor Luan is a god. Oh, they have Genevieve Clowney now. Oh, my God. They have Jeffrey Simmons back, who, by the way, I think is one of the best stars in the league. I say all that, not tongue-in-cheek, but, I mean, honestly, why are the Texans even showing up, right? I mean, if those guys are so good, why are we showing up? What are we doing? Well, we're going to go there and compete our ass off and take on the Tennessee Titans 4-0. They're coming off a 42-16 win over the Buffalo Bills last Tuesday. So count them. Saturday, Friday, Thursday, Wednesday. That's going to be five, less than five days from when the Titans last played. They played a game on Tuesday night. Won it handily, in large part because Josh Allen turned back into Wyoming Josh, and he couldn't solve the Titans' zone coverages. And because of that, the Bills left out of there with a 26-point deficit and loss. The Texans, they had a full week to prepare, and they have had the full week to prepare. Coming off a win against the Jaguars, and keep in mind, when the Jaguars played the Titans in Tennessee, the Jags had a lead in a good part of that game, Ended up losing 33-30. So, which team of the Titans shows up? The team that had two and a half weeks of rest, or two weeks of rest, then showed up against the Bills at home and took advantage of Josh Allen turnovers? Or the one that's had five days of rest that could potentially have some issues like they had against the Jacksonville Jaguars? Because the team that I saw on Sunday, the Jacksonville Jaguars scored 14 points against this Texans defense the Jaguars scored 30 against that, tech, that Titans defense. So, yeah, do a little transitive property there. I don't know. Maybe it's somewhere in the middle. Maybe the Titans aren't the Super Bowl favorite. 
They're definitely not the dregs of the league, but maybe they're a really good football team right now that hasn't lost. I think that's what they are. And it's going to be one hell of a game on Sunday at noon. And because of that, we've got plenty for you. In the next segment, I will give you my keys to the game on both sides of the ball, offense, defense. I will give you my keys to the game. Special teams, there is a big special teams key. I'm going to give that to you now. And that's Khalif Raymond, number 14. He is an offensive key. He's a, well, he's a Texans defensive key as well because he's the deep threat. A.J. Brown is the all-around Jonu Smith can do a lot of stuff anywhere on the field at the tight end position. And then Raymond's the deep threat. He's the guy in the playoff game last year against the Ravens. Throw that sucker deep, get a cheap touchdown after a turnover. That's the guy. In the kicking game, Raymond turned that game on its head the other night against the Bills. 7-7, I believe. They kicked it to Cleef Raymond and he ended up with a huge return, made a Really short field for Ryan Tannehill. He took advantage, put the Titans in the end zone. Titans had a 14-7 lead and never looked back. Khalif Raymond, bottle him up. Don't kick it to him on kick returns, on kickoffs. Don't punt it to him. And if you punt it to him, pin him inside, not only the numbers to the sideline, halfway from numbers to the sideline. They've got to pin him in. They They cannot allow Khalif Raymond to get yards on special teams returns cannot happen so there's your special teams key so i gave you that in advance we'll do the offense defense ones in the next segment then it's time for our deep slant one-on-one of the week sponsored by xfinity this week dpc you sat down with whitney merciless he of the three sacks in the last two games he has more sacks than anybody on either side in fact how about this little nugget? I put this in my By the Numbers Daily Brew today. The Texans have five guys with more than one sack. J.J. Watt, Charles Amenahu, those are two. Zach Cunningham's three. Whitney is four. And Jacob Martin's five. Of those five, Whitney has three. Everybody else has two. You know how many the Titans have with multiple sacks this year? Goose egg, zero. The most anybody has is one, and they have five guys with one. They have five sacks on the year. The Texans have got, I believe the number is 15. Now, the flip side is the Texans have given up 17. The Titans have only got five, but they've only given up four. So something's going to give on Sunday uh, with those two units. Either way, Whitney Merciless is our Xfinity one-on-one deep slant interview of the week. Then it's time for predictions. Yes, we're going to have predictions in the second half of the show. And Drew's final word this evening is going to be with one J.J. Watt. Yeah, we had J.J. on last night. He did Drew's Dirty Dozen. That was awesome. That was awesome. Scott's Tots. Hashtag Scott's Tots. And if you've seen The Office, you know exactly what that's in reference to. So tonight, we give the final word to Drew Doherty. And it is with number 99, who I know is looking forward to this one. So that's what we got on tap for you tonight. Try and hear a little bit from the Titans and what the Titans have to say in our second hour of the show. But we're going to kick off this show with hot reads. And each and every Friday, right out of the shoot, or a few minutes in, we get a chance to hear from the head coach who sits down with Mark Vandermeer this week. Romeo Crennel with Mark Vandermeer. Talk about this matchup in Tennessee. 
Coach, what's it like to play a game where you have some of your former employees and players on the other sideline? This has happened to you numerous times throughout your career, but what's this one like for you? Well, we know that they know kind of somewhat of what we're doing, and we know somewhat of what they're doing. You know, the thing uh, I think has, that's changed the most is the players on the team, you know, and so uh, we have to look at their players, they have to look at our players, and then try to come up with the best plan that you can. What has this week been like for you after you finally got that win and prepping for this game and, and tweaks you might be able to make along the way game plan wise heading into Tennessee? How's the preparation been? Well, it's been going good, you know, has gone good. I think that uh, we, we had a good week overall. We had a hot day on, uh, on, on Thursday. And mm -hmm. so guys got heated a little bit, little temper uh, showed up out on the field. Uh, and as a result of the distraction of the heat, uh, their execution wasn't what it needed to be. So I had to remind them during the week that that was uh, a problem and we got to take care of that so that today we can be better. Last year, you went up there late and did a good job against Derrick Henry. What does it take to do well against that running attack? Not just him, but the way they block for him and everything involved and the way they move the ball on the ground. Well, I tell you what, it takes the whole defense. I mean, you know, it takes everybody involved uh, doing their responsibility, filling their gap, staying in their gap so that he can get started. He's, he's a runner that if he gets to the second level, I mean, he picks up speed. He's a big guy in a way, and now you're talking about smaller guys trying to tackle him. And so if he gets to the second level, generally he gains a lot of yards. So we've got to keep him from getting to the next level. What are you looking for offensively, Coach? i got to imagine playing a clean game is paramount against this team in particular. Well, true, because they are a solid football team. They play good field position football. Uh, and so we really can't give them anything. We don't want to jump off sides and get penalties and, and give them free yardage because they, they thrive on that. So uh, we do want to play a clean game, and we want to play an aggressive game. And then I think also, like I tell them all the time, that we're going to play solid, sound football. Now, you're an old special teams coach, so I know this phase of the game is ultra important. It's always important, but ultra important to you. So what about the special teams factor this week, Coach? Well, every week, the special teams factor is a huge factor because you're talking generally 40 yards of field position. You're talking about ball possession. You're talking about points on or off the board. And you're talking about momentum. You know, so uh, if we can make a big play on special teams, that helps our chances of winning. And so we have to make good decisions on punt returns and then kickoff coverage. If they return one, we got to have guys in great position so that we can keep them inside the 20. That's what we try to get done. Keep them inside the 20. Coach, thanks so much for the time. Best of luck against the Titans. All right. Thank you. All right. Let's get to our next hot read. And that is going to be the status report for Sunday afternoon. Now, this one I think looks promising. I don't see the word out anywhere on this injury slash status report. That's both good and bad. The good part, nobody distinctly out at this point, ruled out for the Texans. The bad news, there's nobody ruled out on the Titans side because all week long, A.J. Brown, Devian Clowney did not practice, although they did practice as full participants. 
today. So, from a questionable angle, the Texans. Jordan Aikens dealing with that ankle and concussion, questionable. Cornell Armstrong just popped up today on there with a knee. Now, I don't like seeing that because Cornell has been in practice all week and then all of a sudden he pops up. You know, you get that italic bold on there, lets you know, hey, this is new. So uh, Cornell popped up there today. He's also questionable. Um, He's been inactive the first few weeks, but going forward, I got a feeling that the depth of this team is really going to have to show and Cornell is going to have to step up, but he is real questionable for this one. Buddy Howe and Peter Kalambayi have both been dealing with hamstrings and those Guys are also questionable. So those four, Aikens, Armstrong, Howell, Kalambai, all four questionable. Uh, Jordan's been dealing with that ankle. I think the concussion, as far as I know, he has been at practice. He's been a limited participant, but he's at least been at practice. So I think from a concussion protocol angle, I think that's a good sign. I hope we can just get that ankle ready to go, and then he can be in this one against the Titans. Fingers crossed. But... My guess is that will be a game-time decision. We have seen that thus far. Brandon Cooks, first game of the year, he had to go work out before the game out on the field with the medical staff. They talked about it afterwards, gave him thumbs up. Brandon Cooks played in that game against the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll see if that's the case for Jordan Aikens. Now, on the Titans' side, no one questionable, no one out. We do know that this group is banged up. There have been about a million guys on the injury report this week, including Jadeveon Clowney dealing with a knee and was also ill this week. A.J. Brown's dealing with a knee. I know they both came out of the game against the Bills, which they should have because that's such a big lead. But they came out, you know, dealing with just little nicks and bruises and maybe a little bit more than that. Um, But Taylor Luan, his shoulder popped out of joint. They popped it back in during that game. Ty Sambrilo came into the game for him uh, against the Bills. So the Titans are banged up. They don't have anybody listed as out. They only have one player listed as questionable, and that's Daquan Jones, who I feel for because he's a guy that was on the COVID list. He gets off the COVID list. He plays against the Bills. I think the first couple of plays in the game against the Bills, he made them. He stuffed them. But he's the only foot. He's the only one listed as questionable for the Titans, and... That's, well, if you're a Texans fan, that's not horrible news. I hate it for Daquan. He seems to be a great guy. He played for Bill O'Brien at Penn State. He can be a significant problem, especially when he's playing next to Jeffrey Simmons. Well, Simmons was brought back from the COVID list. Now Jones, who was brought back from the COVID list, is dealing with his foot injury. He is questionable. So, Aikens, Armstrong, Howell, Calibai, all questionable. Daquan Jones for the Titans, questionable. Dylan Cole and Tunsil got back to full participation today in practice, and so that's a great sign. Laramie obviously had the shoulder surgery in the offseason. He's been playing with it. He's been playing extremely well. So it's good news to see him back as a full participant today in practice. So seemingly, I guess, at full health for both these teams heading into Sunday, where they are Physically, that's a whole different question with the Titans having five days, four days to get ready, Texans having a full week. So we'll see if that makes a difference. All right, those are your hot reads as we get ready for the matchup against the Tennessee Titans. Now, I gave you the special teams key, number 14. Actually, it could be 14 on both sides. 
because Khalif Raymond cannot get loose in the return game, and we need our return guy, DeAndre Carter, to do something big in this game to give the Texans maybe some bonus points on a return, set it up a short field. We need one of those type things to happen. So that was kind of my special teams key. What are my offense and defense keys? Those are coming up next right here on Texans All Access. Download the Texans mobile app for news, videos, alerts, and more on your Houston Texans. Two is better than one. How many times have you heard that one? More than once, I bet, because it just adds up. For example, there are two, not one, great reasons to fill up with Chevron with Tecron. Number one, unbeatable cleaning power. And number two, or maybe this should be number one, unbeatable mileage. Plus, Chevron puts Tecron in every grade, every gallon of their gasoline. So that's two, no wait, three unbeatable reasons to go with the one and only Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car. At Hyundai, the longer you look, the more there is to like. Hyundai vehicles offer a wide range of advanced tech and safety features and are backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit your Hyundai dealer today and take some time to look around. There really is a lot to like. Now, get 0% APR and make no payments for 90 days on the Sonata or get $2,500 cash back plus $750 disaster relief cash for well-qualified buyers only. Offers end 11-220. Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details. Ugh, I have to do laundry when I get home. I have to lug all my clothes over to the washing machine. Then I get to put them in the dryer and accidentally shrink my cashmere sweater again. (laughs) Motorcycles make everything exciting. And when Geico makes it easy to switch and save on motorcycle insurance, it's even more exciting. I'm gonna fold all my socks into little balls. Yeah! Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Texans fans, if your head's in the game, you're not thinking of hunger. But keep an eye on that scoreboard, because if your team scores two touchdowns at this week's game, you'll score a free Jumbo Jack at Jack in the Box when you purchase a large drink. Stop by a participating Jack in the Box location the day after the game to get your touchdown celebration meal on. Touchdown! Now, how's that for some extra points? Hey, it's David Johnson from the Houston Texans, here with my good friend Toro. If you've watched the Texans game, you may have noticed that us players are big and strong, and that playing football requires us to be pretty tough. However, that doesn't mean we haven't had to deal with bullying before. If you or someone you know is being bullied, be yourself. Use your voice. Leave and look out for others. Join Toro and I as we take the bull out of bullying, presented by NOV. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com bullying. This is Texans Radio. I'm a Verizon engineer, and today we're turning on 5G across the country, including right here in Houston, with the coverage of 5G nationwide and in more and more cities, the unprecedented performance of ultra-wideband. It will change your phone and how businesses do everything. I'm proud because we didn't build it the easy way. We built it right. This is the 5G America's been waiting for, only from Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. 5G Nationwide available in 1,800 plus cities. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with a 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. 
Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique Bowl Week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. We're here in Energy Stadium with our favorite people in Houston, our one and only Texans fans. So what are you guys cheering about? We're celebrating Dyke and opening the country's third largest manufacturing plant right here in Houston. Yeah, baby! That's over 5,000 employees already and still growing. Wow, those are some winning Dyke stats for Houston. Sounds like they're one of our biggest fans. On three, two, one, Dyke Air intelligence! Hey, Texans fans, you are lucky dogs because the Texans have teamed up with Home Smokehouse to make the best-tasting small-batch pecan-smoked hot dog only available at NRG Stadium. That's right. Home Smokehouse, voted number one in taste, has been smoking in Texas since 1970. And believe me, you've never really tasted a hot dog till you bite into a Home Smokehouse pecan-smoked hot dog. There's no taste like Home's. Proud sponsor of the Houston Texans. The Music City's got a nasty two-step going between top three rusher Derrick Henry. He's a big, strong, physical guy. And Ryan Tannehill's top five QBR. He can hit those spots and move the ball. The Texans' defense will have to work hard to cool him down. Texans. That's my name. At Titans. This Sunday with coverage starting at 9 a.m. On the official home of the Texans. Houston's sports leader. Sports Radio 610. What are the experts predicting about this week's big game? Extra points. Saturday nights at 1030 or after the late local news on ABC 13. Yes, sir. Thank God. It's Friday. Let's do it. Friday All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. I am your host, John Harris. So glad to be with you with the Titans up next. And look, I know a lot of Texas fans are like, man, we used to meet up on the Titans four or five years ago. And just, man, we made mincemeat of them, etc. Now they look at them and go, oh boy, Titans are pretty good. Yeah, well, you know what? This team that you have here in Houston is very talented. They played very well as a team last week. And hopefully that continues on Sunday against the Titans. So, how are the Texans going to beat the Titans? What are the keys to the game? Well, I'm glad you asked because it's time for John Harris's keys to the game. Yeah, I just went third person on you. I did. I hate third person, but I just did. Just so you're clear, they're my keys and nobody else's. So if they're not right, you can point the finger at me. If they are right, eh, I don't need the credit, but you just need to know they're from me. So they're John Harris's keys to the game. So let's get into it and let's stop this Titans offense. How's that sound? Sound good? Yeah, I think it does. This Titans offense has been good. Check out these numbers, though. Running game, 131.5 yards per game. Solid. It's a top 10 number. They're ninth in the NFL with that. Passing yards per game, 245.8. That's 17th in the league. Total offense, 377.3 yards per game. That's 16th. I mean, good, right? I mean, the run game is in the top 10. Okay, yeah, it's good. Through four games. I mean, they've won four games. They won the first one against the Broncos by two, against the Jags by three, beat the Vikings by one, and exploded the other night and beat the Bills by 26. Now, my next category here is turnovers lost. The Titans have lost all of one turnover this year, one interception. That's it. 
Why is that a big key? Well, wait till I tell you how many defensive turnovers they've created. Nine. I'll get to that later on, though. That means they're plus eight in turnover margin. That means they have more at-bats than your offense is going to have. And because they run the ball as well as they do, then they're that, that much more difficult to stop. But the running numbers, they don't blow you away. Passing game, good. Total offense, because they have balance at 377. The thing is, is they haven't had like a 525 game. They've all been right in that range. So you can pretty much lock it in. They're going to be anywhere from 350 to 400 yards. A total offense against the Texans team. But how can the Texans hold them in check? All right, let's start with the first one. Now, the first one, the first key to this game in stopping the Titans offense. A lot of times you would hear Mark and myself and we talk about, what do you got to do? You got to stop the run. Talk to the coaches, what do they tell you? Got to stop the run. Got to stop the run. Okay, it sounds great in theory. Got to stop the run. But it's Derrick Henry. Yeesh. So I go back to an NFL Films show that came up. Uh, it was the, it was right, actually, it was the Wednesday before we played the Kansas City Chiefs. I was in my hotel room in Kansas City, and we were watching America's Game, which I think I've talked about. It's essentially a documentary of the season told through the players' eyes. But they also have a show they started a few years ago. It's a documentary of the season told through the coaches' eyes. And it's really interesting to kind of juxtapose the two what the players are thinking about, what the coaches are thinking about, and see both. So I watched America's game, and I'm watching the coaches show. So they get to the point where it's in the playoffs, and they come from behind against the Texans, and then they're prepping for the Titans game. And Andy Reid gives credit to one of his defensive assistants, kind of the low man on a total pole. His name's Whittingham. I don't remember his first name, but his dad is the head coach of the University of Utah. And as they were getting ready to face Derrick Henry, Young Whittingham came up with this phrase. He told Coach Reed, he said, hey, Coach, when we were at Utah, when we were playing a big back, a strong back, one thing we talked about was kill the engine. Kill the engine. And Reed then said very succinctly, Henry's legs are the engine. If you saw the other night, you saw what Josh Norman did. It didn't go well because he tried to go up high on him. He got lateral to him, and Henry was just able to swipe him away. What the Chiefs did in that championship game was they killed the engine. They went at Henry at his thighs and below, and they wrapped up and they brought him down. I think he had a, a probably mid-60s in yards in that AFC championship game, and the game was put on Ryan Tannehill's shoulders. Couldn't do it. Had a lead, couldn't hold it. Chiefs won, went out and won the Super Bowl. Key number one, kill the engine. Don't be so proud that you don't follow what somebody else did or said. And that, to me, really hit home. Like, that's it. That's it. And it was put so well by young Whittingham. Kill the engine. Henry's legs are his engine. Take that out. Now, there's a lot that goes into how you do that and got to be in position to do that and all that kind of stuff. But when you're in position to make a tackle, you've got to shoot yourself through those thighs right through it, wrap him up, and let and bring him down. You go up high, you're going to be an internet meme. Kill the engine. Number two, keys don't lie. What I mean by that in this Keys to the Game segment is that you must read your keys. They will take you to the ball. 
The Titans will do shifting, motion. There'll be a lot of stuff going on that Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator, will do. But read your keys. On each and every play scheme that you have, you have a key. What is that key? My key is to read the guard. My key is to read the third wide receiver. My key is to read Tannehill, how he opens. Whatever your key is, get locked in on it, trust it, and play the defense. Now, they're going to try and do some things with all that misdirection, smoke and mirrors, and catch you out of position. But if you read your keys, that's going to take you to the football. That's going to take you where you need to be to be able to make a play on the football. Keys don't lie. Number three, and I'm going to say this as PC as I possibly can. Violently get off blocks. This cannot be one of those situations where you're like, oh, I think I'm, I think I'm off the block. I'm kind of in position. And then all of a sudden, Henry cuts back on you, and they just kind of ride you on by the play. This has got to be, uh, uh, and get them off you. Because the longer you let those guys up front, Jones, Saffold, Luan, Davis, and Dennis, Uncle Dennis, lay on you and stay on you, they're going to clutch, they're going to grab, they're going to hold a little bit. Get them off of you. As violently as you would to your big brother who's just pounding on you in a fight, that's how you've got to attack these blocks. This cannot just be namby-pamby, just eh, eh, eh. No, this has got to be shoot your hands with everything you've got violently get them off of you and then go help in pursuit. This cannot be, how's the right way of saying this? It's not a child's game inside this week. Not against these guys. Not with that offensive line, not with that running back. Number three, violently get off blocks. Number four is simply put the number 81. That's Jonu Smith. Romeo Cornell talked about Jonu Smith earlier in the week, and I thought he was dead on. Every single game the Texans have played against the Titans since Janu has been there, he's made a huge play. The one that sticks out to me is last year, up there, week 15, we're up 14-0. Is it 14-0 And they come out of a timeout, and I saw it right away. I saw him in the backfield. And I start to say to Mark, Jonu Smith's in the backfield, watch him. And all of a sudden, the ball snapped. Tannehill turns and tosses it to Jonu Smith on a running back sweep to the right. 61 yards later, the Texans finally tracked him down. Titans went in and scored. Scored again, tied it at 14. The Texans then were able to move the football and win the game. But Jonu Smith got him back in it. 2018, Monday Night Football, down the middle of the field. Mariota, bang, Jonu Smith, touchdown. Jonu Smith can kill you. And I agree. I heard Sho and Clint talk about this this afternoon. They were talking about how Jonu Smith might be number three in the tight end pecking order in the league. He could, he could very well be. But to me, he's more than a tight end. And I think that's what makes Kittle and Kelsey so great. Zach Ertz, even though Ertz, I think, has probably fallen off a little bit, shown a little bit of his age. Injuries are kind of catching up to them. They're more than tight ends. They're receivers in tight end bodies. I mean, John Smith played tailback for that one play. So 81's a problem. What is your responsibility? How do you account for him? Do you account for him with a safety? Do you account for him with the nickel? When he's out wide, you got to treat him like a wide receiver. 
you might end up having to put a corner on him. Either way, 81 has got to be the focus. A.J. Brown's a fantastic receiver. But there isn't, anyone, there isn't anyone in the secondary that can't run with A.J. or at least stick with A.J. John Smith's a whole different ballgame. Because if you look at him as a tight end, he'll kill you. But if you treat him like the weapon that he is, then you've got an opportunity, as long as you then perform your job and execute it, to stop number 81. Number five, don't let Tannehill be the Titans' second-leading rusher. Against the Bills, he had four carries for 40 yards. Four carries for 40 yards. Against us in the loss up there last year, three carries, 10 yards. Four for 40, they won. Three for 10, they lost. You do the math. Tannehill cannot get into the run game. And I know they're saying the exact same thing about Deshaun. That's how we're going to stop this Titans offense. Titans defense, get ready for this. Rush yards allowed, 148.3. That's 27th in the league. Passing yards allowed, 261 per game. That's 23rd in the league. Total offense, over 400 yards, 409 yards per game, 29th in the league. How in the heck are these guys 4-0? Turnovers generated, nine. Six picks, three fumble recoveries. The Titans are plus eight in turnover margin. And guess what? That is the best in the NFL. So, put turnovers up on the shelf and leave them there. That's an always. When you start going over keys to the game, you just flash that sign, turnovers. Why is that sign turnovers flashing? Because that is a key every single week. Made more important when you face a team that has plus eight in turnover margin this year. All right, so how are we going to do this against the Titans defense? Number one is the exact same one it was last week. Attack right out of the chute. And what did we do on the first play of the game last, last week? They came up and pressed man. We went deep on them. Brandy Cooks, 36 yards down the field. They do the same thing, do it. Now, I expect them to sit back in zone because J.J. can't play man anymore. Malcolm Butler might. They can't play man anymore. So they're going to be in zone. So how do you attack, in air quotes, a zone? Find open holes. Get rid of the football on time. Move the sticks. Find the open hole. See the open man. Deliver the football. Catch it. Get first down and move the sticks. That's it. Attack. Second, find holes in the zone. If you're attacking, as we should, you're going to find holes in the zone. They're not going to play man. They cannot play man against you. Dory Jackson's still a little bit banged up. I don't think he's come off IR yet. Their corner last year, they had Logan Ryan at least. They had LaShawn Sims. Sims is no longer there. They had a rookie, Christian Fulton. I think Fulton might, be, might have come back off of COVID. I never saw if, whether he had or not. Either way, he's a rookie. And then they got J.J. Their corners are not as good as they've had in the past. So they have to play zone. Now, the flip side of that is they can disguise some things. But you got to know they're going to end up in zone. They're not going to be in man. Number three, just like for us, J.J. Watt wears 99. For them, 99 has been a problem for us for years. It used to be Jarrell Casey. Then they traded Jarrell Casey to the Denver Broncos. It became Jadavion Clowney. Now the shoe's on the other foot. I would say that these Texans had a chance to face Clowney every single year, at least in training camp, because your ones wouldn't go against your ones in practice during the season. But Clowney was never there in training camp. But... Laramie Tunsil saw Clowney up close and personal back in 2018. We played Miami on a Thursday night. You know what Clowney's numbers were that night? Two tackles and zeros. No pressures, no sacks, no quarterback hits, two tackles. And he went 
the majority of the night against Miami's left tackle, Laramie Tunsil. Now, they are going to move Clowney around, and I expect Clowney to try and work against the guards. And my guess is they're going to try and highlight Sunil Calamete. So, if that means that Nick's got to help Sunil, that means Zach Fulton's either one-on-one on Jeffrey Simmons, he's one-on-one on Daquan Jones, or he's one-on-one against somebody that they're bumping down to rush against him. So, Zach's got to have the game of the season. I think Zach Fulton is going to end up being one of the bigger factors for the reason I just mentioned. Landry outside, Beasley outside, Clowney moves in over Calamete, and then it's one-on-one Zach Fulton, whoever that's going to be. Against the Chiefs, Chris Jones gave Zach some issue. Jeffrey Simmons can too, but he's not quite the rusher Chris Jones is. But that's that's the matchup. That's it. But that's the kind of matchup that 99 creates. Jadeveon Clowney for the Tennessee Titans. All right, number four. Find the right run game fit. Here's what I mean by that. What kind of team are you? There are a lot of run games out there. There's duo, there's inside zone, there's outside zone, there's power, there's gap scheme stuff. And then there's just good old old school Packers sweep, toss sweep, outside runs, all different kinds of things. Which ones are the Titans giving you? Because trust me, they're not that good up front to be able to shut down your runs. Now inside, if they've got Daquan Jones and Jeffrey Simmons, this game needs to go to the perimeter. Put a couple bodies on Clowney and get this thing out to the perimeter. The other aspect is maybe your run game gets some help from your short passing game. Maybe that's how you quote unquote run the ball is by using that short passing game. But you're going to have to be able to get David and Duke involved in some way, shape, or form. This might be a Duke Johnson kind of game where he is slashing and getting those runs inside. Either way, find what fits in the run game. And that's going to maybe take some experimental type stuff early on to be able to find, okay, here's what they're giving us. They're giving us wide stuff with David. Maybe they're giving us the inside stuff with Duke. Either way, but this is the kind of run game we got to have. Figure it out early and then attack it. Number five, 10 or 11 personnel will give the Titans issues. And this goes back to my point earlier. 10 personnel is one back, four wides. 11 personnel is one back, one tight end, three wides. And the Texans can get into those personnel groups pretty easily. I don't think the Titans can handle all of that. Because if they want to go nickel, or I'm sorry, dime, let's say they go dime against uh, 10 personnel, you still can run the ball. You can still run the ball against dime, spread them out, and run inside. I still think you can do that uh, with that personnel group. Either way, they don't have, I think, the requisite number of bodies to be able to stop everything that's there. They, first of all, can't play man. Now, Chris Jackson's their nickel. He's a rookie. They'll play him, and he's very aggressive. Vaccaro might jump down the box and play like a linebacker, and those things happen. Those are good opportunities to go run the ball. That's what the Vikings did last uh, about three weeks ago when they played the Titans. They got the Titans into a, a nickel grouping. Vaccaro came up, played like a will linebacker. They ran right at him. He couldn't handle it because obviously he's at, you know, Wyman coming at him. And Dalvin Cook went right through that hole, 39 yards for a touchdown. But when the Texans get in 10 or 11 personnel, I don't think the Titans can handle it. I really don't. So that might be one of the things the Texans get to. And then on top of that, go some up-tempo out of that 10-11 personnel, then that could put the Titans really back on their heels. That would be kind of fun. All right, those are your keys to the game. Brought to you by me, John Harris. Those are John Harris' keys to the game. And I only tell you that because, well, I want to make sure that you know it's me, 
not giving you the team's thoughts or anything like that. It's me. So if I'm wrong, it's me. If I'm right, well, credit to everybody else that's watching the game. How about that? All right, we get back. It's time to talk to Whitney Merciless. It's our Deep Slant one-on-one interview of the week brought to you by Xfinity next on Texas All Access. For the most in-depth coverage of your favorite team and players, check out HoustonTexans.com. Ronnie Flatten, CTO and owner of CT Integrations, and this is our story. The business was great, and we were in a growth mode. When the pandemic hit, we had a lot of uncertainty, but with Amogee's support, we were able to get through it. Being able to help somebody come out of a crisis is truly gratifying. Fifteen jobs saved with their families, and that impacts a whole lot of people. Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, N.A., member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. For the fifth consecutive year, Whataburger and the Houston Texans are teaming up to raise money for the Houston Food Bank. From now until October 26th, any customer who donates a dollar while visiting Whataburger will receive a thank you coupon for a free Whataburger with purchase of a medium fry and 32-ounce drink. Make sure to stop by your hometown Whataburger today to donate and help the Houston Texans and Whataburger provide much-needed funds to support the nearly 1.1 million food-insecure people in the Houston community. At Brookside Equipment Sales Equipment's our middle name. You owe it to yourself to visit Brookside Equipment. Brookside is your top dealer for everything John Deere. And we're blowing out the competition with hundreds off gators and thousands off tractors, all with great finance offers. Brookside, 45 years with the best deals and treating customers right. Nine locations and now in Conroe. BrooksideUSA.com. At Brookside Equipment Sales We're tough enough to cut it. What do you call a group of friends who spend every Sunday huddled around the TV for hours, wearing horns on their heads and blue and red paint on their faces, jumping with a Miller Lite in one hand and a hot barbecue short rib in the other, while proudly chanting, we are Texans. You call it Miller time in Houston. Here's to the Texans. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The Houston Texans scratch ticket from the Texas Lottery is your ticket for a chance to win up to $100,000. And it's your opportunity to enter promotional drawings for a chance to win an away game trip on a private plane, VIP season tickets, luxury suite tickets to a home game, and more. So get your Houston Texans scratch ticket today. Houston NFL Holdings LP. All rights reserved. For detailed game odds and information, visit txlottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket or enter a promotional second chance drawing. Play responsibly. This is Texans Radio. Hey, Houston, Keith here from Papa John's. Have you heard about our Picks for Six? <laughs> it's a special just for you. It lets you mix and match all kinds of different things, all for just $6 each. You can choose between our papadillas, a medium one-topping pizza, cheese sticks, wings, poppers. How about some garlic knots? Even the garlic Parmesan breadsticks are included in all kinds of desserts. So try the Picks for Six from Papa John's today. Order online or give us a call. Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's Houston. I want to get one thing very clear in this classroom. There's not going to be any name calling here. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever. Hello, class. Welcome to Texans Terminology 101. Here's today's new word. 
Romeolo. That's Romeolo. Romeolo. It's Yolo Romeo. Say it with me, class. Romeolo. 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 The definition? Romeolo is the guy that says, look, you're not going to let convention or fear rule the day. Texans. Titans. Sunday at noon. Let's take down the division leader. And Romeolo. Romeolo, yes. Insider access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texans. Play here. If you're sick, why wait to see a doctor when Houston Methodist can see you today? Or drive to urgent care when virtual urgent care is available on your phone? And with online check-in, anywhere can be your waiting room. So everything can happen on your schedule. Download the Houston Methodist app today and experience an easier way to access the care you need. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. Crafted to be savored responsibly. If you can't be at NRG Stadium this season to watch the Houston Texans in person, the next best place to enjoy the game is Game Day Central on HoustonTexans.com. We have tons of contests, the pregame kickoff show, Texans traditions at your fingertips, football analysis, and more. Plus, you'll have access to the arcade presented by Reliant with hours of fun games and chances to win exclusive prizes. Visit HoustonTexans.com or download the official Houston Texans app to join the fun. What are the experts predicting about this week's big game? Extra points, Saturday nights at 10.30 or after the late local news on ABC 13. All right, it's time for our Deep Slant 101, sponsored by Xfinity. And this week, Deepy sat down with Whitney Merciless. How about you personally? How, how are you heading into week six? Yeah, uh, feeling good, actually. You know, especially coming off that win, uh, no question. But always got my head down in the dirt, pretty much just uh, – yeah, coming in with my hard hat and just making sure we get another win, uh, focusing on the uh, Tennessee Titans this week. So uh, just getting the body right, just recovering, and uh, just making sure uh, being locked in on the plays and all that that they like to do. Well, you're off to a hot start. you got three sacks on the season. You lead the team in sacks right now. I know a few years ago, Romeo Cornell said he wanted to get you back to that 2015 season where you were double digits in sacks. And, I mean, not to jinx things, but you're kind of on track for that right now. So... Uh, what's the yeah. difference for you in these last few weeks where you've really gotten to pressure the passer? Um, just, uh, just really just, um, I, I would say getting back, well, just being comfortable in my body, you know, the first couple games and whatnot, especially not having preseason and all that. Uh, instincts coming back as far as what teams like to do on plays and understanding where the plays uh, might lead to, uh, you know, for me to go get the ball or get the quarterback or uh, anything like that. So, um, that's really, that's really what it is. And just for me, I, I'm, I'm just patient. Uh, I played a long time in this league now and just that the sacks was come that, you know, the pressures and all that, they'll come eventually that year I got, uh, uh, 12 sacks. Um, literally I didn't have a sack for five games. That's so, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I remember that completely. So it's just be just being patient. Well, you've been here the whole time Romeo Cornell's been here. He's served so many different roles. He's been defensive coordinator. He's been associate head coach. He's been assistant head coach with emphasis on defense. And, and now he's serving as interim head coach. So 
How is he different from how he was when he was defensive coordinator? I know you know Rack so well. Uh, what's his vibe like? All the guys have been talking about it, but is there any difference from when he was running defense compared to when he's running the whole team? I don't think there's really much of a difference. The only difference is now he's overseeing the offense as well, too. Um, so he's not really too too heavily focused on defense, even though he's a defensive coach. But, uh, you know, he comes in every day with the same juice and everything and gets us all pumped up for practice. He runs his uh, nice little 15 plays that we always watch as a defense. Now we do it as a uh, as an entire squad uh, squad team. So pretty much it, it's pretty much the same rack. You know, Deshaun Watson said that Rack is really funny in the team meetings. And he goes, and I don't know if he's trying to be funny, but he just is funny. But I feel like you would be a guy to ask this question to what makes him so funny in those team oh. meetings? Oh, man. Uh, so Rack, he's hilarious. He is definitely hilarious. Sometimes he say things that you, I don't even think he knows that what he's saying. It's just football terminology. That's it, literally. And then, you know, of course, in a room full of guys you know we, we we're always going to take it the wrong way or whatever so, um and then pretty much he'll call out guys like you know what day is today and you know it'll be like one guy like a guy on office really hasn't been right so he doesn't know exactly what he means and on defense we actually get kind of confused as well too so it's always a fun it's it's funny when you're there how did he change you as a player when he took over on defense how did you how do you feel like you got better what did you really learn from him as a defensive coordinator uh, I, I learned a lot as far as not only defensive concepts um, and understanding like leverage, force of run forces, uh, understanding where everybody fits in gaps, but also offensive schemes as well too, especially uh, when Vrabel was, was in the building uh, at one point too. And so I, I've learned a tremendous deal between Rack, Braves, um, there, during that whole tenure and all that. So it, it really elevated my game to be able to play faster and continue to sustain a long career as well. Cal McNair said that he really wanted to see the band get back together again, the Rock Boys. I mean, that had to have felt good. You guys came out with quite a few celebrations <laughs> in that win, but what about the chemistry that you guys have had? I know it's been a slow start to 2020, but does it feel like it's headed in the right direction? Oh, for sure, definitely. Guys are uh, yeah, much closer. I mean, it showed, especially on Sunday, guys just going out there, flying around, having fun and just celebrating with each other, congratulating each other over making plays. And uh, one of the bright spots was uh, uh, T.A., Terrell Adams. And so it was so exciting for everybody, for him to go in there. When he showed it at practice, but to do it live on, on Sunday was super, super electrifying, and everybody was super, super happy. I know it's hard to see Bernardrick McKinney go down. I mean, he hasn't missed very many games. I think he, that was Sunday was his fifth game that he's missed in his entire six years here. So... Mm -hmm. With that being said, he goes down. But I feel like Terrell Adams, there are a lot of you guys as the linebackers group, you guys would always joke around with him. He was a fun guy for you guys when we were allowed in the locker room. But, you know, what yeah. is he like off the field? What's he like on the field? So on the field, uh, it's the same guy off the field. He loves to joke around, uh, you know, talk crap, all that. You know, just be a guy. Yeah, he's a guy's guy for sure. And uh, off the field, a great guy, man. He loves to be out in the community, uh, do whatever he can, uh, service. Uh, service-wise for other people as well, too. And uh, hey, he's a God-fearing man as well, too. So um, he's awesome. All right. So you guys are playing the Tennessee Titans. Obviously, you've been watching the news and what's been going on with them with uh, all their positive COVID cases. And, and here you are headed there on Sunday. But what's it been like this season in 2020, just playing with COVID? I know we've talked in the offseason about just all the precautions that you guys have to take. But now that the season is rolling, 
-hmm. What's it been like for you? Where do you think you've had to make the biggest sacrifices? I know you're really close to family. You've got family in town. What's all of that been like for you? Yeah, um, it's been difficult. I mean, you can't really. So one of the key issues is, of course, being close with family and stuff like that, as everybody else in the locker room has. Um, some families, some guys' families are in different states and, uh, you know, have decided not to travel as well, too, because they're in COVID hotspots, stuff like that. So it's difficult on that end. I have family here, so not a lot of – I don't want to be around them too much, especially my sister having a baby as well, too. And, uh, you know, coming from the locker room, you just never know, as a lot of COVID-positive tests have been flaring up across, across the league. So, you know, it's mentally straining in that capacity. But then also we go to the locker room. It's hard to have camaraderie outside of the facility because we're banned from, you know, we, we love to do our position dinners and stuff like that. Can't really do those. They're advising us not to go over each other's houses and stuff like that to continue and maintain distancing and stuff like that. So it's it's really tough. I mean, we're handling it pretty well as a team. Um, and we're just adjusting as far as what, COVID has forced us to adapt to. Um, so we just got to continue on and just uh, stay strong mentally in that, in that aspect. All right. So on Sunday, you head to Nashville where last year, which seems like a million years ago, and it was a regular season with regular games and a regular locker room, you had a really big play. And I often talk about uh, this being what I think was one of the, the biggest in, in-season plays of the year, your 86-yard return Um, just as the Titans were at first and goal. And I know you get a lot of flack for not scoring a touchdown um, on that play. And you've never scored a touchdown on defense. I actually had to look that up because I feel like you've come close a lot of times. But looking back on that game and, and, you know, coming off such a big win when the Titans were red hot this time last year too, what do you, you know, what do you hope that you can Mm -hmm. go out and do on Sunday as you face another red hot? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been close a few times, you know, so close yet so you far. Have. So, it's so annoying. But we're <laughs> going to blame Zach on that play because he didn't get my block. But <laughs> come Sunday, I just hope to be as disruptive as can be um, in the same fashion, whether it's a forced fumble or just live in the backfield all day, uh, shutting down the run, because that's going to be a big thing, especially with uh, Henry running that rock. He's a big dude. Once you let him get rolling, it's tough to stop him. Um, and then uh, we got to take care of Tannehill as well, too. You know, he's throwing some dimes out there. And also, he can hurt us by just running the football as well, too. He's a pretty quick dude. So we've got to be able to get up inside the pocket, get in his face, get him off the spot, help our DBs down the stretch. And we've got to be able to be stout up front as well, too. So just, yeah, just want to be disruptive. That's it. Yeah, if you hadn't, hadn't recovered that fumble, like, right at the five-yard line, if it was just further down the field, it would have been a touchdown. You would have oh, run 86 right. yards. Oh, completely, completely. <laughs> now, Malays did tap out about the 45 and 50. I mean, who wouldn't run out of steam if you were going full speed for 86 yards? If you've ever done that in full pads, you know how hard that was for Wit. but it was one heck of a play by Justin Reed and, of course, by Whitney Merciless. All right, we get back. We'll have a little Texans audio jukebox. Talk to P.J. Hall and Larry Reed Sunsol next right here at Texans Access. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. Today tastes like game day at home, like assigned couch seating, (laughs) tastes like coffee table dining, and an ice cold Coke to cool down the heat. It tastes like the game you've waited for all week with friends you've known your whole life. (laughs) Today tastes like watching football is supposed to. 
and it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! Hey, Texans fans, Drew Doherty here. Are you looking for a new home? First Community Credit Union has everything from purchase loans to construction loans, VA loans, and more. With our competitive rates, low to no closing costs, and rate match guarantee, FCCU can help you navigate home ownership. Discover your options at FCCU and get pre-approved today at FCCU.org forward slash home loans. First Community Credit Union is the official credit union of the Houston Texans. First Community Credit Union is an equal housing opportunity lender. Houston Texans Lux is the only membership that gives you unprecedented access to Texans events and connections to the top business professionals in Houston. If suites become available for the 2020 season, be the first to know and sign up for the waitlist at HoustonTexans.com slash suites. In this uncertain environment, you can count on Houston Texans Lux to work for you. Contact us today for more information on Lux memberships. Visit HoustonTexans.com slash suites or call 832-667-2299. There is positive energy everywhere, yes, even this year. Reliant and the Houston Texans are powering a brighter future for students across the city. Through the Scholarship for Champions program, they've committed over a half million dollars to make college dreams a reality for Houston students. And this season, they're helping students connect to the classroom with the technology, tools, and programming they need to truly succeed. Reliant is proud to give back to our hometown and invest in our future leaders because kids will power a brighter future for all of us. Reliant is proud to be the official energy provider of the Houston Texans. To a child, time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job and a serious one at that. And each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids. And as the official Children's Hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style. More Texans radio in spectacular fashion is on the way. What makes Ford F-Series the best in Texas? Just listen to the folks who drive them. Ford is by far ahead of any other competitor out there. The technology that they put in the trucks, it's incredible. I love it as a family vehicle. I love the size and the space for my daughter. If you want reliable, dependable, and a good-looking truck, Ford's the way to go. I want to drive the leader. Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks and the best in Texas. Ford is the best in Texas. From kickoff to the two-minute warning, HEV has all you need to make your game day spread a touchdown. For the starting lineup, HEV's freshly made guacamole and salsas are a delicious play. And for meat lovers, HEV Prime 1 steaks and burgers are a sizzling way to get your grill on. Plus, pick up the extras like HEV's our finest paper towels, Texas tough trash bags and foil. From food to snacks to defensive sacks, home gating is a win with HEV. The snap, looking, flips the ball, diving for the pylon, and he's got it! Razzle-dazzle! Touchdown, Houston! And the Texans go in front! Game day is every day. 
We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it, and they do! Now, it's Texans All Access. All right, we put one hour in the books. we got one hour left to go. Plenty to do, including my predictions in the next hour for all NFL games that are taking place. And I think they all are taking place that I know of at this particular moment. Colts had a little bit of a COVID issue this morning. And I want to say somewhere else, I think the Eagles put one of their backup offensive linemen on the COVID list. But as of now... We think all games are going to be played. So I'll predict all those straight up and against the spread. And sort of interesting that Vegas feels like this one with the Texans. And I mean, listen, I said this all week. You listen to people talk about this game. You listen to national people talk about this game. The Titans are about to blow them out. The Titans are on the verge of the Super Bowl. The Titans are a three and a half point favorite. That's it at home. Three and a half point favorite over the Texans at home. 4-0 against 1-4, and and Tennessee's only a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Hmm. Now, you know when I pick that game, I always I cannot go against my heart and my head. Well, Texas could be an 80-point underdog. I still would pick them. And, yeah, but three-and-a-half points, hmm. kind of interesting. I thought maybe some respect given the Texans, maybe not so much given the Titans. I mean, the Titans beat one good team this year. However, the Titans did beat the team the Texans lost to in the Minnesota Vikings. Then again, the Titans beat a team by three points, the Texans beat by 16 points. Hmm. So, a lot to think about. All right, I am your host, John Harris, football analyst and silent reporter, and it's time for a little bit of Texans audio jukebox. Now, today was very interesting, to me at least, because two guys that I, I love, I, I love these two guys, I love the way they play. I was a huge fan of Laramie Thompson for a long time. Followed him from the time he was in high school all the way through um, getting to the pros. I was so happy when the Texans got him. Look, I know the price tag was high, but I was so happy when the Texans got him because, to me, that's what a left tackle looks like. We're spoiled with Dwayne Brown. We're spoiled with Laramie Tunsil. The flip side of today's interview was P.J. Hall. Now, if you don't know P.J., P.J. came from the Raiders as a waiver claim. During training camp, the Raiders didn't like the way that P.J. came to camp, and they're thought out of shape. And they waved him. And as soon as they waved him, I thought, do it, do it, do it, do it. Go claim him. Please, Texas, claim him. I didn't know at the time that he had shown up out of shape. But I had known P.J. from covering him at Sam Houston State. I think my first game was against HBU back in 2016, I believe. I think that's what it was. And he had been the FCS National play, Defense Player of the Week the week before. And I watched that game, and I'm like, oh, my God. This guy's a monster. And so over the years, I would talk to head coach Sam Houston State, Casey Keeler, about P.J. And I looked up P.J. on social media. His social handle is P.J.J. Watt. Now he's on the same team as J.J. Watt. And P.J. Hall has been making some plays. So... Let's hear from the former Sam Houston State Bearcat, P.J. Hall, who met the media. I think he met the media for the first time in Houston, if I'm being being honest. I I don't remember any other time. 
So let's go back to that Twitter handle thing I was talking about. It's still at PJJ Watt. And of course, PJ Hall talked about how he got that Twitter handle and the fact that he kept it. I started off in college, um, was making a bunch of plays. Um, when I was a, it was actually when I was a freshman. Um, so I was batting balls, getting a bunch of sacks and everything. So my friends, I mean, my teammates started calling me uh, PJJ Watt. So it just stuck. That's what it just stuck throughout uh, my college career. So I changed out. That's been my Twitter handle since then. And so you left it there. Yeah, I, yeah, I just left it there. I never changed. Have you, have you talked? Have you, have you ever talked to JJ about it? Yeah, yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, what <laughs> he, he, he thought it was pretty cool. He thought it was pretty cool that you know that I looked up to him and stuff like that, and now we're playing together. So PJ Hall, what's it like playing next to your Twitter handle's namesake, JJ Watt? Yeah, it's cool. It's real cool. It's you know somebody I like. I've always watched, you know, and you know looked up to, and then to be playing alongside of somebody of that caliber, it's it's, it's great. Now, when you see PJ for the first time, you kind of look at him and think, okay, you know, he's a defense lineman. He's a little shorter than most guys, but you look from his waist down and you're like, dude, he is built like a Mack truck, and his pro day at Sam Houston State was one of the more impressive pro days that anybody had ever done. He didn't get an invite to the Senior Bowl. He didn't get an invite to the Combine. So his pro day was one of those in which he had to show it off. And I was scheduled to go down there and watch it. And something happened and I couldn't go. But I knew that it was, it was happening. P.J. Hall at like 6'1 in 308. He had a 47340. He did a 38-inch vertical and had 36 bench press reps of 225. He would have been a superstar at the combine had he gotten the invite. It was a shame that he did. Now, that doesn't even bring into account the fact that as the story goes, he squatted 730 pounds at Sam Houston State, and somebody asked him about it today at the presser. Yeah, that was my best. That's like the highest I've been since uh, since I started lifting. I felt like I've never needed to go that go more than that, but yeah, I've hit 730 in high school. The man hit 730 pounds on the squat in high school, and he didn't need to go beyond that. He said, <laughs> I, I, lo- "I love this guy, man. I absolutely." Love this guy. All right. He came back to Texas after his time with the Raiders. You know, he'd been there for a couple of years. He actually played against the Texans in 2019. So he was there uh, 2018, 2019. What was it that he learned during his time with the Raiders? Just learning how, learning how to be a pro, learning how things go. And just it, I click, things didn't click when they needed to. I felt like stuff happened over there and I, I couldn't control it. And so once I got here, everything started rolling just in time. And I felt like it was going good. And that's making sure I just stay focused and stay on track right now. I know that sounds sort of weird in some sense, uh, to a degree. Like, man, if things kind of got out of control, that can happen to a lot of guys for whatever reason. You have a, a week or two where you're banged up and you're not playing at your best. And all of a sudden, somebody else steps in there and Maybe that isn't as good as you, but makes a couple of plays. And before you know it, things have snowballed. You haven't played for three or four weeks. I speak from experience on that. And then your confidence is down, and uh, it's just a bad scene. You just need to change the environment, basically. And that's what PJ got coming back here to the state of Texas, where he's from. He went to Seguin, or he's from Seguin. Um, and so that's a big, big deal for him. So being back in Texas is a very big deal for PJ Hall.
Yeah, it's definitely more comfortable. Um, it feels great knowing that, like, you know, my family's here. Um, I'm from Seguin, so it's two and a half, two and a half hours down, down the road. It just feels like I'm back at home. I just have the fresh air, fresh, like a fresh start. Everything's going perfect. When a talented player goes from one area to the next, gets a change of scenery, and things click, that's what you're seeing with P.J. Hall right now. And hopefully it continues because he has been disruptive. He has been very difficult, difficult to block. Like I said, you're talking about a guy that's, under 6'1", 300 pounds, 305, benches 730, and runs a 47340. So you're talking about an athlete that is really, really difficult to block. And you're going to get to a point, I think, in due time where he's going to demand a double team or he's just going to wreck the play from the inside. And that's something, hopefully, uh, that he'll continue to do in his time with the Houston Texans. Now, he gets to play at NRG Stadium, but he's accustomed to play at NRG Stadium because he played for four years in the Battle of the Piney Woods, which took place right there at NRG Stadium. How cool is it to play your professional games in the same place that you played during your college games? Yeah, uh, I always knew it was a, a possibility, but it's, it's cool being able to be here, like play, play, play here every home game. Uh, I've had success in this uh, stadium plenty of times, as you know, uh, playing for the Battle of Piney Woods. So it always feels good. I'm comfortable here, so I love it. Yeah, and Sam was 4-0, so of course. Um, yeah, so that makes P.J. 4-0. He didn't play. Was he here for week two? Yeah, he was here for week two. Yeah, unfortunately. So he's 4 He's 5-2 thus far at Energy Stadium, so that's not a bad record for one P.J. Hall. All right, Laramie Tunsil. He also met with the media today. He, of course, tons of things to say, but you're not always going to get a ton out of Laramie Tunsil, but he'll just have little things in what he says. He'll cut right to the quick on you, and he was asked about his play this year, which I think has been very, very good. A lot of analytics sites have already agreed with that. But here's how I know. You know how often we mention Laramie's name during the game? False start, penalty, got beat for a sack. We have hardly mentioned him during a broadcast. And he was asked about how he has played thus far this year. That's what he had to say. Man, it's just the beginning of the season. I got a lot of games to play, a lot of good teams, a lot of good matchups. So I'm not really worried about that. I'm just worried about improving every week. I said earlier how much I love Laramie Tunsil. And when that question was posed, it essentially was, you're playing great. You're doing an excellent job. Analytic sites are loving you. I think Aaron Wilson asked a question. It was a good question. It was a great question. But Laramie said, look, man, I've got a, I got a lot to do. I got to protect number four. That's what I got to do. But I got, I got a lot to do. It's early in the season. But Laramie has definitely uh, done a lot of good things. And he put a lot of work into the offseason. That's where he was really able to make some hay um, in getting ready for the 2020 season after he had the shoulder surgery. And this is what he had to say talking about his offseason. Big shout out to Billy for sure. I hope he hears this. But, um, you know, I got to give him all the credit. And then I got to get a lot of credit to um, our doctors and and, and our trainers for also helping me with my shoulder. Laramie had that shoulder surgery in the offseason but got himself ready. Billy, I would imagine, is his trainer that helped him get through it. But the team doctors and trainers here with the Texans did a great job piecing him together and making sure that Laramie was ready to go. I think his shoulders bothered him this year, but I don't know if it's the surgically repaired one. But either way, he has been ready to go. And like I said earlier, he is a full go for Sunday. And he'll have to face a guy he faced in 2018. It's just Genevieve Clowney was with the Texans. Tunsil was with the Dolphins. And now Tunsil's with the Texans. 
and Clowney's with the Titans. Here's what he had to say about facing Jadevion Clowney. Great player. We got to get a we got to get a lot of hands on him. He's one of the top pass rushers in the NFL and he's well respected for sure. So we got to find a way to handle him. There's no question stopping a guy like Jadevion Clowney or slowing him down is going to be a major task. Now, I said earlier, my guess is that the Titans will probably circle one of the guards and Sunil Kelamete may be the guard that they circle because Zach has got some heavy hands. Maybe Clowney wants to go against Kelamete. He's a little shorter, shorter arms. Maybe that's a better matchup for him. Here's what Laramie had to say about playing right next to Sunil Kelamete the last few weeks. It's been great, actually. Um, when I first got here, when I got traded from the, the Dolphins, I actually played my first game with Sunil, um against the Saints. So I feel like we have real good chemistry. He's been playing well, and we just got to keep it up, keep working. One of the questions that Laramie got was in reference to this team, and this offense starting to get its groove on last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. He brought up a really interesting thing that I've talked about with people off the air, but he brought it up. And so I'm going to hit on it right here. But here's Laramie talking about finding an identity for the offense. For sure. I think one of the biggest things for us was trying to find our identity. And, and once we find our identity, we can get the ball. We can get the ball rolling for sure. I think that's a pretty important thing to understand what kind of team you are. Are you a smash mouth team? Are you an exotic smash mouth team? Are you a spread team? You a power spread team? Uh, do you want to get in 10 and 11 personnel all the time? You want to be in 12 personnel a lot? What, what, what's the identity of your particular offense? Do you want to just pound the ball down people's throats? Or do you feel like, as Andre's talked about this offense, do you have to throw into a running game? Maybe that's the identity of this team. Maybe we found out on Sunday against the Jags what the identity of this team and this offense in particular is going forward. I think Laramie had a great point there talking about the identity of the team. All right. That was a little Texans audio jukebox with PJ Hall and Laramie Tunsil. Coming up next, there are 13 games in the NFL this weekend. Fingers crossed that they all take place. I will predict them all straight up and against the spread next right here on Texans All Access. If you love podcasts and you love the Texans, you'll love our Texans podcasts. Now available on iTunes and HoustonTexans.com. I'm a Verizon engineer, and today we're turning on 5G across the country, including right here in Houston, with the coverage of 5G nationwide and in more and more cities, the unprecedented performance of ultra-wideband. It will change your phone and how businesses do everything. I'm proud because we didn't build it the easy way. We built it right. This is the 5G America's been waiting for, only from Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available only in parts of select cities. 5G nationwide available in 1,800-plus cities. Texans fans. If your head's in the game, you're not thinking of hunger. But keep an eye on that scoreboard, because if your team scores two touchdowns at this week's game, you'll score a free Jumbo Jack at Jack in the Box when you purchase a large drink. Stop by a participating Jack in the Box location the day after the game to get your touchdown celebration meal on. Touchdown! Now, how's that for some extra points? At Amogee Bank, it's all about relationships. And in talking with our customers, we found a consistent theme. Having a banking professional speak to me on a personal level has meant a lot. Amogee Bank made it happen for us. They make you feel important. 
You don't get that everywhere. Thank you to Amogee Bank from all of us and all of our families. From our fans to yours. Here's to more family, business, and banking. Amogee Bank, Alliance Bank Corporation, NA, member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. BHP is a leading global resources company with mining and oil and gas interests worldwide. Our reputation is built on proven performance, helping provide the energy that keeps the world moving, cities growing, communities thriving. And we combine this innovative spirit with a commitment to develop more efficient ways to find these resources and more sustainable ways to use them today and in the years to come. The Texans supply the energy on the field. BHP helps supply the energy everywhere else. Saltgrass Steakhouse is the place for a great steak. Why? Because they only serve the best certified Angus beef. A saltgrass steak is unmatched, unrivaled, and unbeatable when it comes to flavor. Each tender steak is seasoned with a perfect blend of seven spices, grilled over an open flame, and topped with seasoned steak butter. Taste the certified Angus beef difference today at Saltgrass Steakhouse. This is Texans Radio. Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with a 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique bowl week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. Hyundai, the longer you look, the more there is to like. Hyundai vehicles offer a wide range of advanced tech and safety features and are backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit your Hyundai dealer today and take some time to look around. There really is a lot to like. Now, get 0% APR and make no payments for 90 days on the Sonata or get 2,500 cash back plus 750 disaster relief cash for well-qualified buyers only. Offers end 11-220. Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details. It's Mattress Firm's Save Big Sale. Don't miss savings of up to $300 on our top-rated brands. Plus, get a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases of $6.99 or more. And save up to 40% on select mattresses from our best-selling brands like Sealy and more. Don't wait. Shop in-store, online, or by phone with a sleep expert for these amazing deals. Only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. Some products only available online. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com sale. The Music City's got a nasty two-step going between top three rusher Derrick Henry. He's a big, strong, physical guy. And Ryan Tannehill's top five QBR. He can hit those spots and move the ball. The Texans' defense will have to work hard to cool him down. Texans. That's my name. At Titans this Sunday with coverage starting at 9 a.m. On the official home of the Texans, Houston's sports leader, Sports Radio 610. What are the experts predicting about this week's big game? Extra points, Saturday nights at 1030 or after the late local news on ABC 13. 
that point in our Friday show when I, your fearless leader, John Harris, football analyst, the silent reporter, predict every NFL game straight up and against the spread. It's my favorite segment because I am like 95% winners. I mean, I'd like to be 100, but duh, duh, nobody's going to be 100% winners, right? But I'm like 95 you know, maybe like maybe like 96% if, if you add in a couple of games or take away a couple of games that were like impacted by COVID. Take those COVID games out and like, I don't know, maybe like 98%, something like that. So, yeah, um, this is my favorite segment. Absolutely, without question, my favorite segment. And basically what it does is it allows me to put myself out there put myself out there and just say, here I am naked as a jaybird as it pertains to my picks. Because then you guys can fire at me and go, dude, you picked the Bengals to beat the 85 Bears this week. I cannot believe you just did that. Well, I wouldn't do that because I'm not ready to trust the Bengals just yet. Um, that said, uh, especially this weekend, I don't know if I'm ready to trust the Bengals, but we'll get there actually pretty much right off the bat. So loaded weekend. And again, I believe there are 13 games. Teams on buys. Two AFC West. Raiders, Chargers. Bye weeks. Now those are, as the the schedule got changed last week, so I don't know what they were beforehand, but those are the scheduled buys. There might be buys that come out of COVID, but for right now, Raiders, Chargers, they have bye weeks. Raiders coming off that win against the Chiefs. Chargers, a tough one against the Saints. Lost in overtime Monday night, which was a heck of a football game. The Saints... Played the Chargers on that Monday night. They're at a bye week, and the Seahawks are on a bye at 5-0 and as the Seahawks had that tremendous win against Minnesota Vikings on Sunday night last week. So, this week, boy, we got a little bit of everything. We got a couple of Monday night games. We got a Sunday night game that could be kind of interesting. And we got everything in between. All right, let's get to your noon games. Oh, man, wait a second. I need my music, don't I? I need my music, right? You're my music maestro. All right, there it is. Okay. Now, I play it faint in the background, but yet it's you can hear it, and I can hear it. And that's the most important thing because it's kind of my groove. You know, it's kind of my jam, as they say. I don't know. Is that like a 90s term? That's my jam. Um, that's probably something that my wife might say. That's my jam. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say that. Um, my wife is cool and all, but if there's any phrasing that she uses probably, I should stay away from it. Either way, I like having the music from NFL Films going in the background. All right, let's get these games. The first new game is Texans-Titans. I mentioned earlier, the Titans are a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. I never go against my heart and my head, so I always pick the Texans to win and to cover that. Uh, but that three-and-a-half-point favorite, uh, that three-and-a-half-point number for the Titans from Vegas, kind of interesting it's not any higher than that go to our next game. This is the first one we can talk about. Noon game in Indianapolis. Now, the Colts on Friday morning today got everybody out of the building, shut the building down to examine four positive tests. They retested. They may have done it a second time. Put out a statement this afternoon that those were false positives. They feel good about that. Game is on the Colts ended up losing last week against an AFC North foe. They lost to Cleveland in Cleveland. 
Biggest issue, Phil Rivers throwing interceptions. Pick six, matter of fact. Last week, well, Phil threw an interception that Ronnie Harrison took back to the house. Colts did win. I'm sorry, the Colts lost by nine, so the pick six wasn't the only thing. However, the only other offense that they had, I'm sorry, the other touchdown they had was a 101-yard return by Isaiah Rodgers. So they didn't get a ton of offense in that game against the Browns. The Browns don't have a great defense. However, the Bengals lost stout nose tackle and a guy we all love, former Texan DJ Reader. He is out for the year. That is going to be a problem. However, the Bengals did get back Geno Atkins. It's not going to matter, though. The Colts are playing at home. They play very, very well at home. They're seven-and-a-half-point favorite. I think last week was maybe the first time we saw Joe Burrow blink, if you will. Now, that was the Ravens. The Colts have a great defense, too. I think Joey B is going to have some issue. I'm going to take the Colts to win this by 10. That's going to cover the 7.5. So fire on the Colts to win and to cover. The 0-5 Falcons also had a little bit of a COVID situation this week. One of those, um, one of their, one of their employees in, say, player staff. They checked everybody else. They retested. They've retested. Falcons open up the building again today to get ready to go to Minnesota. And yes, Minnesota is one and four. But Minnesota played thus far this year the undefeated Packers, a three and two Colts team. They played the Texans at one and four. They won that game. And look, the Texans are as good a one and four team as you're going to find. But the Vikings are one and four. Uh, but the Vikings ended up losing again last week and Dalvin Cook in the process. And it was a game against the Seahawks. They had, they had it right. They just couldn't hang on. This is a better Vikings team than people think. It is not a good Falcons team. However, the Falcons have had a few games that they could have easily have won and saved Dan Quinn's job. They didn't win any of them. Falcons 0-5, fired Thomas Dimitrov and Dan Quinn. And that makes Minnesota a four and a half point favorite against the Vikings. The Falcons will rally. They did it last year. They came out of the loss to the Texans. And I think another game after that, they lost big. They were brutal. Went to New Orleans and beat New Orleans in New Orleans 27-9 or something like that. I don't think that happens here. I think the Vikings, even without Dalvin Cook, the Vikings will rely on Alexander Madison. I think that's going to be enough for the Vikings to win and to cover that four and a half to beat the uh, Atlanta Falcons and to cover that number. Okay. Broncos Patriots. It feels like this game has kind of been on the hook for a while and they're going to play it on Sunday in New England. It does appear as if both teams may be getting their quarterbacks back for this one. Had they played last week, neither Drew Locke nor Cam Newton would have played. It would have been a Jarrett Stidham versus, man, what's the Broncos backup at this point? I'm trying to remember who they have back there. Oh, Jeff Driscoll. Oh, man. Wow. Um, so Cam looks like he's gotten off the COVID list. Looks like Drew Locke has gotten back off of the shoulder injury he suffered against Pittsburgh a few weeks ago. So it's going to be Drew Locke against Cam Newton. Broncos at Patriots. With Locke, the Broncos are a different team. But there's no Von Miller. There's no Cortland Sutton. Uh, this team is beat up for the Broncos. And I think that's going to be the big factor. The Patriots are favored by nine at home at Gillette Stadium with Cam. Take the Patriots to win this thing going away. I think they win it by 10 or more. That's more than nine. Patriots to win and cover. And then the game of the day. Not really, but 
kind of fun to think about. It used to be, whenever the Giants took on the formerly the team formerly known as the Redskins, it used to be a blast. Afternoon game, John Madden and Pat Summerall calling the game. It used to be a blast. Joe Gibbs against Bill Parcells? Uh, no. This is Joe Judge against Ron Rivera. This is Kyle Allen against Daniel Jones. Could be Alex Smith for Washington. Nobody knows. The Giants are favored by three because I think Vegas has no clue what to do with this game. The Giants took the Cowboys to the last seconds. They lose 37-34 last week. Giants own five. The Washington football team won in week one and lost four in a row. So those teams have lost nine in a row collectively. I'm not sure what to think about either thing. But you know what? I think Washington is a little better. But the Giants are playing at home. I'm going to say the Giants get a win for Joe Judge. How about that? So Giants are going to get the win. It'll be about three. So, yeah, you know what? Let's get the Giants a win and a cover. It's the only time I'll do that for the Giants, I think, all year long. Ravens and Eagles. Boy, the Eagles last week. Got that thing within two points, 31-29 against the Steelers, but couldn't bring it home. Defense got shredded. I think Lamar Jackson will do the same in Philly this week. I think the Eagles might get a couple up on the board, but not enough. The Ravens are going to pound the ball down to Eagles' throats and see if they can take it. Baltimore's favored by nine on the road. That's probably about right. I feel like a 22-13 kind of game, but you know what? Whenever I'm leaning that way, just take the favorite and go a little bit more. So I'm going to go Ravens to win and to cover that nine against the Eagles on the road. All right. This might be... The game of the day at noon. Browns v. Steelers. Did anybody see that coming before the year? I kind of did. I told Mark, he didn't want to believe me. I said, you know what, Mark? All the hype about the Browns last year was, I didn't think it was deserved. I didn't think it was a really good football team. I said, but you know what? They've been together for, you know, a little bit now. Kevin Stefanski runs an offense that I think suits them very well defensively. Get Miles Garrett back off the season-long suspension. And he got suspended after that Steelers Thursday night game last year. Playing at Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin has said, Miles Garrett is just another Cleveland Browns player. His message to his players, don't mess with it. Do your job, do it well, and the Steelers will come out of here with the win. The Browns are hot. But OBJ is one to watch. He did not get in the building on Friday. He's been sick. They say it's not COVID. It may not be. We're kind of moving towards the flu season. But that could be one to watch with Odell Beckham Jr. If he does not play, he has been a really important piece on the offense, which is what everybody thought when he was traded to the Browns. But he wasn't last year. But Kevin Stefanski and his offense found a way to get him involved, and I think the Browns are that much better when he's involved. I think that's going to be at issue this week. Pittsburgh will give up some points. Pittsburgh will score more than the Browns, and they will do they will do it to a tune of more than three and a half. Take the Steelers, lay the points. Steelers win by a touchdown, 35-28 at Heinz Field. Now, if that's not the game of the day at noon, it may be the Bears at the Panthers. Matt Rule has done a wonderful job. I was told a few years ago, that Matt Rule, even at 1-10 out of Baylor, was one of the best interviews. I think that year he interviewed for four or five different jobs. That he was an incredible interview, but just the optics of going 1-10 at Baylor just weren't great. Well, the next couple of years he built Baylor football to be 
a New Year's Six program. He took his game to the NFL. The Panthers are now three and two at home against the four and one Bears. The Bears are up and down. Some offense here, not enough offense there. Defensively, they've got studs. We know that. I think that's going to end up being the issue for Carolina. Without Christian McCaffrey just yet, I think that this is where the Panthers kind of bog down. I think the Chicago Bears, behind Nick Foles, get enough defense to slow down the Panthers and end up beating the Panthers in Carolina, Bank of America Stadium, take the Bears in a mild upset. Carolina's favored by one, so it's basically a pick em. So I'm going with the Bears to upset on the road. Another new game, Lions go to the Jaguars. We saw the Jaguars last week. There's potential in that offense. The Jags have to play from ahead. Detroit, it's a Matt Patricia coach team, which I think says something, maybe. I don't know. But it's not going to matter in this one because the Jags with the upset. Detroit's favored by three coming in. I think Matt Stafford's going to make a mistake. The Jags are going to pounce. The Jags will get a lead. And that's the key for the Jags. They have to get a lead. They're going to rely on James Robinson with that lead. Let's take the Jags in an upset in Duval County at home, beating the Lions. So, obviously, Detroit favored by three. So, we're taking the points and the Jags to win straight out. All right, let's go to your afternoon games on Sunday. The Jets go to the Dolphins. The Dolphins are playing some really good football. They're favored by three and a half over the Jets. I think that should be, oh, no, I'm sorry, nine and a half. Wow, give me some glasses, folks. Nine and a half points. That's more like it. Now, that's just when, I, when I saw three and a half, I thought, oh, man, go to Vegas and put everything on the Dolphins. At nine and a half, uh, I'm like, all right, just go to your local friend and bet that nine and a half. I just think the Jets are awful. The Jets really don't have much going for them right now. Uh, Makai Beckton has been very good for them as offensive lineman. When that's the best thing you can say about a team, it's not good. Take the Dolphins. Lay the points. Lay nine and a half. The Dolphins at this time last year were 0-5. Now they're 2-3. They win this, they'll be 3-3. and How about that? Brian Flores doing a great job down there in South Florida with the Dolphins. Dolphins to win and cover. Packers go to the Bucks. Oh, baby. In the afternoon as we're flying back on it. Miss this one. Let the Buccaneers take on the Packers. Tom Brady. The Aaron Rodgers at Raymond James Stadium. It's about a pick em, which I don't think Green Bay's getting a lot of credit for being 4-0. The Packers are coming off a bye. The Bucks are coming off a loss to the Bears last Thursday night. The Bucks have had plenty of time to get ready as well. The Packers even more. Did the bye week come at the wrong time for the Packers? No, I don't think so. I think the Pack goes down there and shows it's legit and gets ready for a matchup the following week with your Houston Texans. Green Bay favored by one. It's basically a pick them. Take the Packers to cover that one and win on the road. Move the Bucks to 3-3 three and three as the Packers stay undefeated for their matchup with the Texans. Sunday night, the Aaron Donald-led Rams at 4-1. and one. Go to San Francisco, a.k.a. San Clara, a.k.a. San Francisco, to take on the 49ers at 2-3. and three. No idea who's playing quarterback for the 49ers. None. I don't think it matters. I think the Rams move the ball down the field. They do it the way the Rams do it. Short passing game, hit some deep shot, mix in some intermediate shots and deep shots. 
and then let the defense do its work. I think the Rams on Sunday night go to San to Clara and beat the San Francisco 49ers by more than three. Road Dog wins outright and covers the three. Monday night at Buffalo, the Bills, 26 points. 26 points. They got beat by 26 points. The Titans beat them in Nashville. That will not happen to the Bills this time. However, with the Bills as banged up as they are, the Chiefs are going there at the wrong time for the Bills. I think the Chiefs house the Bills. The Chiefs lost last week by eight at home. I think they get back on the horse. I don't think we'll see Le'Veon Bell in this one for the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs win this thing by seven to ten. Chiefs get a win. The Bills on a little bit of a skid. They fall to four and two. The Chiefs will, and they also cover that four and a half. And then Monday night, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, and the Arizona Cardinals go to Arlington to take on the Dallas Cowboys at two and three. And Andy Dalton, no Dak Prescott. Talked about what happened to Dak in that game last week against the Giants. Ugh, hate it. Hate it for that man. Doesn't deserve it. Arizona's favored by one, so it's basically pick them at home. I'm going Cowboys. I think Cowboys are going to get the win. They'll go to 3-3. Three three. Cardinals will go to 3-3. Three three. I think Hop goes crazy, but they're not going to be able to stop the Cowboys. I think Zeke has a big night. I think Andy Dalton has a big night. Spreads it around to all the receiving weapons on the Cowboys roster. And the Cowboys win a shootout. Let's go 41-38 Cowboys in Arlington. All right, those are your picks on all your NFL games. Coming up. It's our final word with Drew Doherty. And this week, it's number 99. Our number 99, J.J. Watt, next right here in Texans All Access. Texans All Access continues in a moment. Even now, while we're distancing, your body needs to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are ready with advanced technology and imaging to deliver custom treatment plans safely. And our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Okay, so maybe we're new to home improvement. But we're determined. So when it came to finding the perfect floor at the perfect price, our contractor gave us an insider tip. And whoa! At Floor & Decor, we shop the same incredible selection as real-life designers and contractors. And I appreciated the budget-friendly prices. Now, thanks to Floor & Decor, we're unstoppable. Oh yeah, we found where the pros go. Explore Floor & Decor in person or online at floorandecor.com. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Hey, Houston, Keith here from Papa John's. Have you heard about our Picks for Six? (laughs) It's a special just for you. It lets you mix and match all kinds of different things, all for just $6 each. You can choose between our papadillas, a medium one-topping pizza, cheese sticks, wings, poppers. How about some garlic knots? Even the garlic Parmesan breadsticks are included in all kinds of desserts. 
So try the Picks for Six from Papa John's today. Order online or give us a call. Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's Houston. We're here in Energy Stadium with our favorite people in Houston, our one and only Texans fans. So what are you guys cheering about? We're celebrating Dyke and opening the country's third largest manufacturing plant right here in Houston. Yeah, baby! That's over 5,000 employees already and still growing. Wow, those are some winning Dykin stats for Houston. Sounds like they're one of our biggest fans. On three, two, one, Dykin! Air intelligence! He's in! Touchdown, Houston! This is Texans Radio. I want to get one thing very clear in this classroom. There's not going to be any name calling here. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever. Hello, class. Welcome to Texans Terminology 101. Here's today's new word. Romeolo. That's Romeolo. Romeolo. It's Yolo Romeo. Say it with me, class. Romeolo. 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 The definition? Romeolo is the guy that says, look, you're not going to let convention or fear rule the day. Texans. Titans. Sunday at noon. Let's take down the division leader and Romeolo. Romeolo, yes. Insider access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texans. Play. The number three means perfection. To some, it even evokes the divine. Introducing the BMW 3 Series, an icon that lives on like never before. Choose between the advanced and dynamic 330i, the adrenaline-inducing M340i, or the electrified 330e. You decide. The icon evolved. The three. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Take advantage of exceptional offers today. Visit HoustonBMWDealers.com for details. Wildcat Golf Club is Houston's premier 36-hole golf facility, featuring the Lakes Course and the Highlands Course, located just minutes south of NRG Stadium. We're now offering a new and improved player development program, including unlimited range balls for less than $70 a month and 50% green fees after 4 p.m. Players hit off the mats Monday through Wednesday and off the grass Thursday through Sunday. Sign up for this program today at the Wildcat Pro Shop and mention Texans Radio, and we'll add an additional two free golf passes. Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet. Whether in your neighborhood, through a park, or on a treadmill, join Houston Texans fans all over the nation as we virtually run together for our Running of the Bulls 5K presented by HEB or Toro's Kids 1K presented by Texas Children's Hospital. Run or walk your favorite course any day and any time between November 1st through 8th and get race swag like a 2020 t-shirt, medal, and more. All proceeds will be donated to help youth in Houston. Your race, your way. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com run. What are the experts predicting about this week's big game? Extra points, Saturday nights at 10.30 or after the late local news on ABC 13. Here's your one final segment of this edition of Texans All Access from the Hotted Texans Radio Studio. I am your host, John Harris, sideline reporter and football analyst for your Houston Texans. And my good friend, Landry Locker, 
has got your Astros pregame show after us tonight. Now, he, I believe, will go live at the end of the game, but I believe the game started at 5.07. Is that right? I think 5.07 is when that thing started. So, I believe. So, when that thing goes final, I think Landry will take over. He might be taking over right at 8 o'clock. Either way, as soon, just leave it right there on 6.10. Because you do not want to miss Landry Locker breaking down whatever happens. Because here's the thing with the Astros. You're going to have either all tied up, game seven on the horizon, or the Ray or the Rays, I don't even know I can say this out loud. Or the Rays will have won, and you can recap the entire 2020 season. I know Landry will do a great job of that. Just listening to he and John Lopez talk about this Astros team this year. It's been, for me, because I haven't been able to follow the Astros all year long, especially as we get into the football season, they really are kind of my portal into what's going on with the Astros. So listen to the post-game show. I hope, I, I mean, I can't, listen, you guys know I'm from Houston. So I bleed Houston. So Rockets, Astros, Texans, Cougs. I mean, I want all Houston teams to do exceptionally well. And it's been a wild why? I mean, if you just, oh, wow. If you just think about what we honestly have been through since, think about March 12th. That was the day we first learned that, uh-oh, this COVID thing might be a bad thing. It was about four or five days later. The, and this was while the Astros were in spring training. The Rockets were on the verge of getting to the playoffs again. After that, DeAndre Hopkins traded. COVID shuts down the Astros all the way to the summer. It shuts down the Rockets to where they're going to play in the bubble. Then we get to a point where they actually start a basketball season in the bubble. The Astros start a baseball season that is then interrupted at various points because of all the different COVID things going on. The Astros just keep plugging on without Garrett Cole, without Justin Verlander, with a bunch of rookies. They have a losing record in the regular season, but they get in the playoffs. While in the playoffs, they knock off the, who's the first round they knocked off? They knocked off the Rays in the second round. Oh, the Twins. Oh, they swept the Twins, knocked off the A's, got behind 3-0 against the Rays, got it to 3-2. Meanwhile, Daryl Morey leaves the GM job. Before that, Mike D'Antoni walked away from the head coaching job of the Rockets. Bill O'Brien was fired for the Texans. All of that has happened since March 12th. Everything that I just laid out, and I know that I missed some things. The Houston Cougars were <laughs> delayed five different times to start the season because of COVID. It's been the craziest seven months on record. Oh my gosh. I, I, I had to literally, I had to kind of talk that through. Our basic message there was, listen to my man Landry after our show, talking about the Astros tonight. Post-game show, and I hope to God he's talking about win number three for the Astros, but they're going to have to do it against Blake Snell, so fingers crossed they can get that thing done tonight. All right, that's coming up. In our final segment, we always give the final word to Drew Doherty, and this week it is number 99. It's always a special occasion when we get J.J. Watt, the real J.J. Watt, on air with us. We had him on last night as Drew did his Dirty Dozen 12 questions for JJ and he was fantastic. Hashtag Scott's Tots. 
And J.J. is always good talking about the opponent they're going to face. And that's what they talked about here. Here is Drew Doherty with the final word tonight with J.J. Watt. J.J., always good to talk with you. Good to see you. And let's talk about the mood in the locker room, the mood around the building. Things are different, obviously, now. What has it been like, though, after you get that first week out of the way, that first win out of the way, how are things going in that regard? They're good. They're good. Uh, I mean, I think the guys, obviously, we had a lot of fun getting the first win of the year. I mean, it's been too long, so to have those smiles and to be able to have that fun felt good. But we're back to business. Fundamentals, it's technique. It's focusing on the basic things to make sure that we're where we need to be for Sunday. Focus is on one win at a time, and I think that's what Rack has brought in. He's brought in a fun energy, but he's also brought in a focus on the basic fundamental details and getting just one win at a time, not trying to think about this big picture. Just trying to get one at a time. Yeah, one win at a time is important. And the win you're trying to get this week's in Nashville. Titans played on Tuesday night. And just on the whole, force for the trees before we get into the specifics of this game, what have you seen from that franchise shifting since basically Mike Vrabel took over? How much are they different in your eyes? Yeah, they're definitely different. I mean, obviously, I've been here for 10 years, so I've seen a lot of different phases of it. Um, but I think right now they're in a situation where they're very – they know who they are. They got a quarterback who's playing extremely well. They have a, a running game behind Derrick Henry, who's obviously running the ball extremely hard and very well. Vrabel's kind of brought that attitude, you know, that he has to that whole team, that organization. I think everybody's bought in very well there. So it's a great challenge for us. We're looking forward to it. It's a division game, which is huge for us. And we're just we're looking forward to the game. How impressed have you been by Ryan Tannehill? Because you saw him here when he was a rookie in his first game with Miami, but he's obviously much different now. Is it one of those things where it's just – the right guy in the right system, and it's fitting perfectly for him? Yeah. I mean, I think he's obviously playing good football. I think he also understands in their system what his role is, and their, their coordinators and their whole team kind of understands how they work very well. I mean, they obviously have Derrick Henry. They can hand the ball out, too. They can run play action, bootleg. They can drop back with Tannehill. So he can run as well. So I think they do. They have a good understanding of everything, and they're doing it very well. Yeah, you just touched on Derrick Henry. And earlier, we heard from Romeo Cornell. He said, you know, it's tough for defensive backs to tackle him. And it's tough even for some defensive linemen to bring him down. What's it like when you see a back like that who can do the things he can do? Yeah, you just got to do your job. I mean, obviously, he's a big guy. He's powerful. At the end of the day, if we are in our gaps, if we do our job, if everybody's where they need to be and you wrap up and tackle, you're going to get him down. But he's also going to get his yards. I mean, that's he's, he's a great running back. And they always say, you know, those guys get paid too. So it's a matter of going out there, doing your job, making sure that everybody – is sound in their assignments, not giving them those big, big lanes to run in. How nasty is that offensive line you got to face on Sunday? It's a good offensive line. Um, obviously, if you're going to have a guy lead the league in rushing, you have to have a good offensive line to run behind. So we're looking forward to the challenge. If you were to write a book solely based on Ben Jones' stories, how long would that book be? Uh, it'd, be it'd be a long book uh, or a short book. Depends on the night. How much fun is it when you get to see him before the game, after the game, as well as it's going to be odd for you, I imagine, seeing Jonathan Joseph, a guy who came to the Texans same year as you did, and maybe Jadeveon Clowney as well. You played with him for a while. Those are three yeah. pretty prominent Texans, former Texans. Yeah, they got a lot of guys over there, obviously, that were here before with the Rabel connection and all the other connections. So it's always good to see guys you played with, old teammates, old friends, catch up a little bit. We look forward to the game as well, and we look forward to the challenge. And but, yeah, there will definitely be stories swapped, and, but not from too close, that's for sure. Yeah, that's right. Good social distancing, and you'll have that mask on. All right, JJ, always good to catch up with you, and best of luck Sunday against the Titans. Thanks, Drew. Appreciate it.
I gave you my keys to the game earlier, and I did not mention our number 99. And I don't want it to ever be that I take a guy for granted. But J.J. Watt, even though he hasn't had these monster sack numbers and all that, J.J.'s been playing very, very well. I thought he played an exceptional game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I thought he took, he, there were times he took up two and three blockers. He freed up other guys to come uh, clear. He's had some great games in Tennessee. Tremendous games in Tennessee. And here's hoping for another one. He's always a key to the game. He wasn't a specific key that I mentioned earlier. But 99 is the guy that can change things on the defense going against Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. It will not be easy in any way, shape, or form taking on this Tennessee Titans team. But when you have 99 in the lineup as opposed to not, think about it. Last year, Week 15, did not have J.J. Watt in that game against Tennessee when the Texans got a win. He's missed some of the games against Tennessee over the last few years. 2017, he missed the... Actually, I think he missed, no, he missed the second game, which was at Tennessee. 2019, he missed at Tennessee. 2016, at Tennessee. So he's only played at Tennessee the one year in 2018. But in 2018, he really didn't have an opportunity to rush the quarterback because they kept throwing up with Blaine Gabbert. It was a wildcat. They were trying to do all they could move the ball that day. And so it was short passing game, short, quick passing game. And they basically took the game out of J.J.'s hands. This one, I think, will be right in his wheelhouse. It's a great opportunity for J.J. Watt going against Taylor Luan, banged up, shoulder, and Uncle Dennis, Dennis Kelly, brother of Tim Kelly. Sunday is going to be a bloodbath. It always is. And hopefully, when it's all said and done, it's the Texans that survive. But looking forward to this one. There's no doubt about it. In Nashville on Sunday. We'll see you there, everybody. And as always, go Texans. You've been listening to Houston Texans football. Brought to you by Reliant Energy, Ford, Texas Lottery, Geico, and by Cushada. This is Texans Radio. At Mustang Cat, we understand that the work never ends. As the Caterpillar dealer for Southeast Texas, we deliver the equipment, service, parts, and rentals you need to keep doing the work. For a limited time, Mustang Cat is offering 0% financing with no money down on all compact equipment. Learn more at mustangcat.com or call us at 888-MYCAT20. Mustang Cat, building Texas, powering the world. The 2020 annual Houston Texans Star of Courage Award presented by Apache was presented to Houston firefighter Ronald Walker. Walker, a 17-year veteran, was honored with the annual award at Station 48 in early September. During the pandemic, Walker continues without hesitation to risk his life to help save others. The Houston Texans and Apache would like to congratulate him for being our 2020 Annual Star of Courage Award winner and will donate $10,000 to the 100 Club of Houston in his honor. Sometimes in business, the unexpected comes calling. But even in, I'm going to say it, unprecedented times, don't bounce back. Bounce forward with Comcast Business. Bounce forward fast with internet speeds up to a gig. With the flexibility to update your bandwidth in just a few clicks. And with security solutions that help keep your connected devices protected. Be fast, be flexible, be ready for what's next. And bounce forward. Help your business to bounce forward with this amazing offer. 
Get a great price on a powerful and reliable internet solution from Comcast Business. Starting at $64.90 a month for 24 months with a two-year agreement. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go to ComcastBusiness.com today to find out more. Restrictions apply. Limited to new Comcast Business 25 megabits per second internet and one voice mobility customers. Early termination fee applies. Equipment, installation, taxes, and fees extra. Subject to change. Calling all Houston Texans fans. It's time to take it to the house with Ashley Homestore. Enter for a chance to win two tickets to an upcoming Texans home game at NRG Stadium. To enter, simply text TEXANS to 797979 or visit any Houston Ashley Homestore location near you. We have 12 Houston area locations to serve you. Enter today only at Ashley Homestore. This is home. Proud partner of the Houston Texans. Love getting prices that are lower than low on backyard favorites like grill-ready hamburgers and fresh-picked strawberries? Then shop at Kroger. We give you more ways to save on the fresh you love with tools like the Kroger app, where you can find personalized coupons on top of weekly sales, plus rewards like fuel points, giving you prices that are lower than the everyday low. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Texans fans. If your head's in the game, you're not thinking of hunger. But keep an eye on that scoreboard, because if your team scores two touchdowns at this week's game, you'll score a free Jumbo Jack at Jack in the Box when you purchase a large drink. Stop by a participating Jack in the Box location the day after the game to get your touchdown celebration meal on. Touchdown! Now, how's that for some extra points? One person's fight is never one person's fight. It takes all of us to fight cancer. That's why the NFL and the American Cancer Society teamed up to create Crucial Catch and for over a decade have been providing funding and resources as well as encouraging fans to get screened as early cancer detection can save lives. Join the fight today by talking to your doctor or reminding a loved one about getting screened and visit nfl.com crucialcatch to learn more.